Welcome to the Growth Exponential Podcast. Today, I'm joined with a special guest, Bumi Escher, who is the Executive Director of TechBridge Girls California. TechBridge Girls excites, educates, and equips girls from low-income communities by delivering high-quality STEM programming that empowers a girl to achieve economic mobility and a better life chances. Bumi, welcome. Thank you, Bradley. I'm so excited to have you here because the idea of tech and economic opportunity and girls, like those are such exciting topics for me. Can you share at a high level about what is TechBridge Girls California? Yeah, so TechBridge Girls California, we actually started um, about 20 years ago. So we'll be celebrating our anniversary um, in 2020. Um, and so it was really started to answer a question. When we go into a classroom, especially for middle school girls or high school girls, what would empower them to want to be in science classes, to want to be in tech classes? That's something our founder, Linda Kakalis, noticed that they really weren't participating, um, but all the boys were. So when she started this, question really um, to, you know, to answer this question, um, she was able to get funding from the National Science Foundation in partnership with Chabot Science Center to answer the question. What we found out was being able to create an atmosphere, an environment for girls where they felt safe. And part of that was to really be in this girls only group to be able to tinker and try things out, whether it's tech, whether it's chemical engineering, whether it's going in and taking a hair dryer and breaking it down and trying to retool it. Um, it really is about being able to try this, test it out, fail, and fail, failure is not a bad word. Um, it's actually part of the learning process that our girls get to learn. And so when they're doing all of that, it's also important to bring women who look like them really coming in the classroom, tinkering with them and learning with them. So there's really that empowerment there. So we brought all those pieces together um, and ended up forming TechBridge Girls. Well, that's amazing. And I, it reminds me of the opportunity that one doesn't take like it just takes like overcoming the fear of taking a chance versus like if you never take that chance, then you'll never have the opportunity to succeed. So you're, you're really about, exactly. wow, I'm just so impressed by that. It's, it's a beautiful, and especially the way that you bring in individuals that look like the young ladies yeah. that, are, that are going to be filling those shoes. That's amazing. I'm super curious about you as the executive yeah. director in this role, like, Let's throw it back to your childhood and your story and oh, what, what led you to this. To be honest, Brad, TechBridge Girls is my story, the story of TechBridge Girls. Um, for me, um, actually, I, my parents are immigrants. They came from Nigeria and I was born here. Um, I had the opportunity um, when I was nine years old to move back to Nigeria and actually live there for about six and a half years. When I was in middle school, um, I was in a girls only school. And so I was experiencing what TechBridge Girls is all about. So I had teachers, I had a physics teacher and I remember her clearly. She's young, looked exactly like me. 
and she taught us physics. So for me, I was like, no brainer. I can do physics. I can be a doctor. I can be an engineer. And when I came back to the United States, kind of despite all the obstacles that I had, especially in high school, I was able to end up graduating with a chemical engineering degree. And it was because of all that support that I had. Um, And so for me, uh, when I think about TechBridge Girls, it's really about saying, yes, I can, um, and completing what you want to complete. I'm in nonprofits now. I could go in and be an engineer, but I've chosen to be in STEM education and be in educational nonprofits because I have that economic mobility and freedom. Wow. I have a burning question, and it also came up in the presidential debates that I I heard an interesting statistic about in education, if an individual of color has a teacher who is um, also an individual of color, that it greatly increases the likelihood that they're going to graduate college or some sort of, or go to college or some statistic like that. Can you help me unpack that? I remember I was actually watching the debates as well. I believe Kamala Harris had mentioned that. So yeah, there, there's something to the fact that, of course, when you see someone like yourself succeeding in a career, especially in a career pathway that you never thought of, um, it really gives that motivation. Um, so there's one thing, um, and the reason why we really focus on STEM is not so much that we're asking our girls to go in and say you have to be an engineer or you have to be you know, in tech, but it's really showing the various career pathways. Um, one of the things, um, particularly for women of color, I would say girls of color, people of color, is, is that in order for us to kind of really achieve economic power and even political power, um, we need to be able to be in those spaces that allow us to get, have those options to say economically, we're going to move up. Once we get to that space, we can also recruit um, others who look like us into the space and really build our generational wealth that way. Um, and when we build our generational wealth, um, we're really then also able to kind of be in that space to build the political power to, to have the voice in society. So there's something about being able to say, now I have this person who looks like me, that person's a mentor, that person kind of creates um, that space. And it's similar to when you look at um, other communities, I would say, you know, the Jewish community, um, if you look at even like white communities, it's similar in that sense that when you're going in and you have that network of support, you have that social capital, you're able to move up um, in the world. It's not necessarily about the grades, it's about who you know to be able to push you forward. Oh, that's so true. It's, you mentioned in the Jewish community, am I helping in the Jewish community? Like yeah. that's that, that network, that tribe, that, that commonality of, of being there for your fellow is such a core principle and value. And if, I guess if you don't have any fellows, who are you to be there for? It's so eye-opening. With um, having, so, and, and you're, you originate from Africa. What was that like, if I may ask? Yeah. So um, being that, yeah, my family is Nigerian. Um, one thing about that, it was great to, to experience uh, being in Nigeria because before that, um, before I was 
nine years old. Um, I didn't necessarily know the language. Um, I didn't uh, necessarily know the culture kind of in that sense. And having that experience of been there for six years, it really um, built my confidence in saying, I know where I'm from. And I think that that's also a very important piece for anyone and for all communities to have that sense of belonging. Um, and so because I've had that, that has also boosted you know, really my experience and my strength and kind of knowing my tribe. Uh, so uh, it, it was amazing to be able to, to have that. Um, it also is great because it was another kind of just eye-opening view of a culture that is very different from the Western culture being able to kind of look in the lens, especially the way community is approached there and the way people can participate. It gave me um, kind of similar feelings when I actually lived in Southeast Asia. So I was in Cambodia for about two and a half years and I noticed that similarity too. So there's something really cool um, to be able to see cultures that are outside of the norm. That's brilliant. And I just think about also the the juxtaposition between seeing cultures, which kind of falls on the humanities side of things, and then the being in the quote unquote laboratory, which is more on the sciences thing, uh, sciences side, and having that balance between globalism and what comes under the microscope. I don't know exactly how to eloquently phrase that, but what role this is a random question but like when you're in conversations with with your tech bridge girls do conversations come up about seeing the world and travel and those sorts of things always for me I'll, even before i joined tech bridge girls um, i've been engaged and involved as a mentor um, i've been a part of philanthropy even um, been called in as a speaker especially for programs that um, really supported youth um, from minority and underrepresented um, backgrounds. And I'd share my story. I'd share the fact that um, I have an immigration story, especially with my parents. And um, I would have so many people in the room really connect with me, especially young people who are in middle and high school because those were experiences and even struggles that they were going through being first generation. So that's mm -hmm. something that um, is so important. Uh, many of our girls, um, we actually have a very uh, significant Yemeni population in California. Um, we're also in Seattle and we have a Somali population there too. Um, and we have Eritrean and Ethiopian. We have Vietnamese, you know, immigrants as well. We have huge Latinx community. And so knowing that there's something to the culture and the community and being able to really speak to that is really important. It's fascinating. What was your epiphany moment when you said, okay, I'm going to pursue, I'm definitely going to pursue this executive directorship? God, it was actually um, when I was in Cambodia. I had the opportunity. I actually went in there in nonprofits, worked as an, an advisor, um, got into back into STEM, got into teaching chemistry because my background, I mean, actually was leading the um, first science center um, in Phnom Penh. And while I was there, of course, watching the news, 
being in touch with what's going on in American politics, society, and so forth, because the rest of my family um, lived in the United States. It was something where I just thought, I need to be there to support my community. I'm doing it here, and this is fantastic, but there's a lot that's still needed, and a lot that needs to go on, um, a lot of opportunity that's missed, um, because many of our girls and many of just in general, our young people don't have that support of people who know that STEM isn't everything and STEM is this economic boost. Um, and so that's when I decided that um, it was time for me to go back and choose a role in um, STEM education and really a leadership role. Amazing. And what, what does TechBridge Girls STEM education look like on the ground? Like, what do the programs look like? Yeah. So our programs, I would say, are, you can almost say threefold. So when we really um, started off, um, we were providing direct service, really saying, okay, we are going to support the girls. They come in in an after-school program, and it's about 25 girls being able to do various activities for a year-long process um, for middle school girls. Now we've really developed into a program that supports girls from fourth grade through 12th grade, being able to do these hands-on programs, being able to pull in role models, volunteers who look like themselves to engage them. As we've been doing this, um, we actually built really capacity building and professional development for our educators. And to me, this is really important because I, left kind of the tech world, got into education. Um, and when I was in the education space, I love science. I love STEM. Really wanted to lead by teaching that and talk about like the integration of everything. But I saw elementary teachers who said, science is not my thing. They'll get it next year. Mm. And that was where um, I knew that we needed support in equipping our teachers, particularly our elementary school teachers, so that they felt more confident in teaching science. And so what we do is we do that. We provide training and support. So that's another arm where we provide the curriculum, the training, support, and the materials so our elementary teachers can go and lead programs. And we do that, too, for programs like Boys and Girls Clubs, um, as well as City Year. And then we have another arm um, where, and this is something that we're developing really kind of on a national scale, but being able to bring girls in and let them see, have that touch point. So we've been developing a partnership with um, Expanding Your Horizons, who's, who's done STEM conferences kind of all around um, the country. And um, within our partnership, they'll be able to continue to do that great work of having this one-day conference, but that's just one piece of the pie of being able to reach girls. And our goal, kind of as a national organization, is to reach a million girls by 2030. Can you share with me one success story that has really touched your heart? Yes. Um, I think we, we share this story a lot. Um, well, I share it a lot. But there is um, one of our girls, and she's not a girl anymore. She's um, a young woman. 
but um, she joined um, our program in middle school and really had done that, did as after school program, did this with her teacher kind of really telling her that mm, you can't be great at math, one of her male teachers. Um, and so she joined um, TechBridge Girls and realized and saw that she could be great at math. Um, not only did she love it, but when she gra graduated high school, she ended up studying applied mathematics. Um, at University of California in Berkeley. Uh, when she was graduating, uh, she was actually kind of looking for an opportunity. It wasn't that easy. And a lot of times we make that assumption, it goes back to the social capital that I was talking about, that, oh, you're Latina, you're, you're you know, a woman of color, people are knocking down your doors, of course you're gonna get a job, you went to Berkeley. It was through our network of support that that's an important part that we're really creating with our um, high school girls that we're able to connect her to Chevron. She interviewed through the process just like anyone else and um, was able to get a position there. And she's been there for over two years now. She's very successful. She even goes and speaks for Chevron on behalf of Chevron um, at different conferences. And so that really is the power of here she was um, empowered and inspired to pursue STEM, and it was that network that lifted her up and now is kind of that her, her success story. Oh my gosh, wow, that is, that is a beautiful story. And you're doing so much good for so many young women. What are ways that our listeners can be helpful? What type of help do you need? So we always need um, great volunteers who really want to be engaged, who want to be co-learners um, with our girls at our um, different locations. And so I'm in California and we have programs in Oakland in particular. Um, we also have uh, a regional office in Seattle. And so there's opportunity there um, if you're based there. And we have one in the DC Metro based specifically in Washington, DC um, for people to be to volunteer and be engaged that way. Another way to be engaged is if you really wanna be boots on the ground and support us around kind of the fundraising is you can join our regional advisory council. So I'm um, consistently growing mine. I have eight strong members in different um, aspects of STEM who are in biotech, who are in tech, who are in mechanical engineering, chemical engineering, you know, you name it. So always wanting to kind of add to that. Um, and then there's also opportunities to um, be a supporter, be an advocate, um, bringing your network together to be able to kind of just speak to our needs and our fundraising needs in particular. Um, we have the opportunity with like our showcase, for example, um, where we showcase the work that our girls do if you wanna attend that to get to know more, that happens in April. Um, and so if you send me an email, uh, bshow at techbridgegirls.org, um, I'll be able to connect with you and let you know the opportunities that, that happen. Oh, and then field trips. Those are career exploration visits for our girls um, to be able to see what it means to be an engineer. Um, we're actually having one coming up um, with Medallia where the girls will learn a little bit about AI since you'd mentioned that. That's awesome. And other than via your email, where can folks find you? 
We are also at um, www.techbridgegirl.org. And if you go there, you can sign up to volunteer. I, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And I wish you tremendous success in all of your worthy endeavors. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. You've been listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. If you know an executive director or nonprofit professional that you think I should interview, shoot me an email at bradley at growthexponential.org.